0: Professor Forever Professor
1: Forever Hello, welcome to Professor Forever. I am the Professor Forever. How are you, dear listener? I hope that every episode brings you a little something, a chuckle, a hmm, something. Today, I'd like to talk about labels. And categories. In particular, I'd like to talk about the label of nonfiction. I don't care for that label because I don't believe in nonfiction. What do I mean? Well, I believe everything. Everything we process through our mind or our body or through the human experience is a blend of. Nonfiction and fiction. Journalism is a good example. I was a journalist for 13 years, and I saw people in my field strive to uphold the tenet of journalism that all reporting is as accurate as possible. Of course, this does not include partisan sources. News outlets, newspapers that are partisan But I watched as people strove to do that And I suppose I could put myself in that group And realized that it's impossible Why is it impossible? Well, the issue of the standard for me Is anything objective that we process Comes through us first goes in through us, which is a subjective experience, and then is reported back out through us, which is a subjective experience and perspective. No one has the same exact perspective as individual's fingerprints, in my opinion. Of course, there are perspectives that line up pretty closely, And actually, that's how I think we as humans come to what we believe is the truth about certain things. But all of us take a certain point of view, and that point of view is subjective and individual. History is another great field to talk about when you talk about nonfiction. I suppose most of us have heard the story that the original story of the first Thanksgiving did not go down as most junior high or high school textbooks painted it. I'm so glad that another perspective came through. But why stop there? Why don't we go through history and look for other perspectives on all stories? Of course, that's probably impossible. There are all kinds of forces out there that are affecting what kinds of stories go into textbooks. So there's that, the human agenda. But on a purely human level, it seems highly unlikely... That whatever angle has been put through history is the angle, the only angle of that experience, of that fact, of that event. It seems impossible, doesn't it? I mean, think about how we have communicated as humans throughout history and before. Speech, writing, I guess that's the beginning of history. Recording. All of these things are objective, perhaps, objective processes that are affected by subjective tools being us, humans. Photography is another great example uh, where you can show that nonfiction is blurred. It all depends on the vantage point. I talked about Emily Dickinson in my Uh, A previous podcast I think about that one picture Of Emily Dickinson The daguerreotype of her That we know is actually of her image Imagine if that photographer Had moved his camera lens A little to the left Or a little to the right What we might have seen My goodness It could have revealed That photograph could have revealed That she was a burlesque dancer who knows? But that's not the picture that came down through the pipe, through people's reading, through people's processing, through people's printing. So we have this one story. Photography is a very interesting subject when it comes to nonfiction, fiction, and truth. If you're interested in that, those issues... I suggest you read Philip K. Gefter. He writes about metaphorical truth through photography. Um, And especially look up some information on Matthew Brady, the Civil War photographer. There is an author named James Fry. In the early 2000s, he published a book called A Million Little Pieces. James Fry was eviscerated on TV by Oprah Winfrey because an investigative team had uncovered that some of the material in his memoir had been made up, had been exaggerated, had been used to fill in some gaps of memory. Of course, he was an addict, so... Who can know all what happened to you if you're an addict or if you're just a person? Memory is another issue that takes issue with nonfiction. Can you remember what you had to eat last week? Every single meal? Every single day? I doubt you can. But if you can, you'd be a great memoirist. So, by the way, James Fry is doing fine. The scandal actually helped out his career. <laughs> so, but a story that I read and in several sources, so I'm leaning towards the truth, my own truth of this story, is that James Fry marketed his manuscript as fiction. But before he was published, he was encouraged. To change that label to nonfiction, which is what memoir is under, for marketing purposes. I think it's the labels that need to go. We all have our own story. We all, as we become cognizant, aware adults, choose our own stories, the vantage point that we're going to take on issues. Everything is a blend of what we imagine or what we feel. We can't just say that things are true on one level nor can we say that there's one absolute vantage point to look at everything we experience. I feel like the first step in getting rid of these labels is to admit that that is true. Can we all admit that? We all have our own particular individualistic vantage point. Everything colors it from where we are to who we are to what we grew up in to what we cast aside from what we grew up in. If we can say that we can abandon that idea that there's this standard of one truth out there, I think that's a great step in the right direction. Phew, says the journalists. So if there weren't any nonfiction fiction labels, are we just adrift In meaninglessness, I'm sure many of you have ideas about this. My idea? I don't think so. I think it actually means we're more free. Free to embrace things without feeling like they have to hit this particular note that's impossible to hit. Without feeling like we have to take For granted, what everything fed to us in textbooks and news sources is correct. But we also need to be very right then. I feel like this freedom comes with an obligation the obligation to know that all stories are out there. So it's important that we don't just glom onto them all but that we sort through the stories to then make our own manuscript in finger hooks of what stories we are going to tell as we process things through our subjective vessels. The legal system in the United States really points out the idea that it is all just story. I used to be so upset about it, and I think I still am. The reason I'm upset about it is because it says that this is this great room of truth. But in fact, we know that that's not true. What our legal system has become are, is two sides of a story, an event, filtered through all these subjective vessels— And trying to come up with a coherent, mixed truth out of all of this is not the goal. The goal is for one side to win or the other. That can change if we get rid of labels. I really believe that needs to be rebuilt, the legal system in America. Okay, getting really serious now. But I hope it provokes some thought. If it does, write on the blog. Nuff said, Professor, I hope you play today. Go out and do something with your imagination. Take your subjective vessel into the world and tell someone a story. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Ciao.
0: So oh.